Hey everybody, I'm back with another interesting episode of Crime Candy. Today we're going to talk about the disappearance of Molly Fish. In the summer of 2000, 16-year-old Molly Bish began working as a lifeguard at Commons Pond in Warren, Massachusetts. On June 26th, the day before her disappearance, her mother Maggie some mustache man in a white car parked in the lot of the beach where Bish's lifeguard post was located. Although he seemed suspicious then, she thought no further about him until after her daughter's disappearance. On June 27th, Maggie drove her, drove her daughter to Common Spawn, dropped up near the lifeguard station. Maggie reportedly saw no sign of the stranger from the previous day or his white sedan. However, another witness reported seeing a man watching the stranger's description in the pond's parking lot just minutes before she, she arrived. A local worker also said he saw a similar car parked at a cemetery connected to the pond by a path. Maggie Bish was the last person known person to see her daughter before her disappearance. Several hours later, police contacted Molly Bish's parents, informing that no lifeguard had been on duty all day and that Molly's belongings had been left unattended at her workstation. An extensive search was immediately launched. It became the most comprehensive and expensive search for a missing person in Massachusetts. Her case was profiled on numerous American TV shows, including Disappeared, America's Most Wanted, Unsolved Mysteries, and 48 Hours. A hunter had seen a blue bathing suit in the woods on Whiskey Hill in Palmer, Massachusetts in late fall 2002. In May 2003, uh, the hunter mentioned this to Tim McGuinn who contacted the police. An intense search of the area soon located Bish's body. On June 9, 2003, her body was found five miles from her family home. A cause of death was not determined, but investigators presumed Bish was murdered and her remains buried. In 2005, a contact, sorry, a Connecticut resident Charged with attempted kidnapping in Connecticut was briefly under investigation in connection with the case. In 2009, a new suspect was investigated, Rodney Stanger, a Florida resident convicted of murdering his girlfriend who lived in Southbridge, Massachusetts, a few miles from the town of Warren for more than 20 years. Stanger moved to Florida a year after Bish's murder. Following the murder of Crystal Morris and his girlfriend of 20 years, Morrison's sister alerted the Massachusetts authorities. Stanger was known to have access to a white car like the one seen the day before Molly's disappearance. He was also known to fish in Comas Pond and hunt in the woods where Molly's body was found. In addition, Stanger closely matched the description provided by Maggie Bish of the man seen in the white sedan the day before Molly's disappearance. Stanger had not been charged in her case. In 2009, when Stanger was being investigated for the Molly's murder, 
Police also questioned him concerning the 1993 murder of Holly Perian. I'm just going to call her Holly. I do not want to butcher that last name because that's another victim. Um, so I just won't. I don't know how to say the last name. Who went missing in Sturbridge, Massachusetts. Molly and Holly were the same age in, 90, in 1993. And Molly had written a letter of hope to Holly's parents in 1993. Stanger was not charged in this case. In 2012, forensic evidence led authorities to name David Poulier, who died in 2003 as a person of interest in the Holly case. In November 2011, Gerald Bastoni, a.k.a. CIM Confidential Informant Number 62 for the Eastern Hampton County Narcotic Task Force, was named as a suspect in Molly's death by private detective Dan Malley of Massachusetts. After newspaper articles identified him as a potential suspect in Molly and Holly's deaths, Gerald served prison time, served time in prison, served time in prison. Gerald, who had a criminal record dating back to 1980 and had been in the area where Holly's Sorry, where Molly's body was found and it resembled a composite sketch of the man Maggie saw in the parking lot on the day before Molly disappeared. After Gerald was named the suspect, private detective Dan Malley and the Bish family asked for DNA testing. Massachusetts State Police sent the DNA evidence to Texas. Gerald died at Luminelle Shatluck Hospital in Jamaica Plain in November 2014. So far, there were no arrests in the case as of June 2021, but Worcester County District Attorney Joseph Early announced a new person of interest on June 3, 2021, a registered sex offender who died in 2016, Francis P. Sumner Sr., a man with more than 20-page criminal record, is being considered in the case. Sumner was found dead inside the Spencer home on May 4, 2016. Early did not say precisely how Sumner was connected to the case, but investigators recently received new information that led them to investigate him. On July 9, 1982, Sumner was convicted of aggravated rape and kidnapping from an attack the prior October inside an apartment that Sumner was trying to let. He was sentenced to concurrent sentences of 15 to 18 years on the rape charge and 9 to 10 years on the kidnapping charges. The earliest Sumner could have been released from Walpole State Prison was in 1997. It was not immediately clear how long Sumner was incarcerated for, excuse me, in that case. Early said that Sumner was in prison several times during his life. So... Um, Maggie and her husband decided in 2004 to set up something, to do something incredibly sweet. They set up the Molly Bish Foundation, Center Foundation, in collaboration with the Anna Maria College. This foundation is dedicated to stepping up efforts to address law enforcement's lack of personal response training. Also, they decided to create a familial DNA bill or Bill 1595. So when DNA is generally discovered a crime scene today, it's run through the combined DNA index system or CODIS to find a match. 
The system comprises DNA samples from four different sources or indices, convicted offenders, past crime scene samples, unidentified human remains, and DNA from missing persons directly from the person or family member to locate the missing individual. In instances when no direct match to the criminal is made through CODIS, the proposed bill would allow law enforcement to run another another CODIS search, one that looks for relatives of the perpetrator. The search would only look at relatives already in CODIS, meaning they fit one of the four criteria. By looking at the familial DNA of parents and siblings in CODIS, detectives could have another investigative tool to identify and catch murders, rapists, and other violent offenders. Heather Bish, Molly's sister, wrote the familial DNA bill, or Bill 1595, hoping to use the technology to solve her sister murders case and hundreds of others. I'm working on this on Bill 1595 for about two years now, and it was the tent that would lead to this person in the white car, Heather said. 15, Bill 1595 is currently being used in 14 other states, and the technology's accuracy has yielded impressive results. It's never convicted anyone wrongfully, and the Innocent Project and Michigan uses it to exonerate people, Heather said. While Massachusetts is known for being the forerunner of technological innovation, um, Heather says that state labs have policies that have not been updated to allow the use of the new technologies. So I'm proposing this sort of safeguards and guidelines to do this testing, Heather said. That is all the bill is, the how and the who is what, and the safeguard to keep these privacy concerns safe. From TikTok videos focused on bringing public attention to the bill, to making phone calls and meeting with legislators throughout Massachusetts, Heather's determined to pass the law to provide law enforcement with a vital investigative tool. She encourages the public to call their local legislators and advocate that they help pass Bill 1595 in legislature. It just really gets the bad guy. It hasn't been thrown out in court and it has been wrong, Heather said. It's just what I think is called one of those no-brainer legislations. After years of working with the with the Bish family and supporting their missing children, obviously, Senator Annie Gobi, involved with Bill 1595, when Heather Bish reached out to her. Initially, the bill was filed late in the previous legislative se- legislative season, but the pandemic stopped the bill in its track. As a result, the bill was refined and strengthened by the Forensic Science Oversight Board and was refiled in late March. The account is currently in the Public Safety Committee with the hearing date expected somewhere in the fall. This is a proven science, Senator Gobi said. We're saying use this proven science. Let's give the victims' families resolutions and get the bad guys off the streets. Dr. Anne Marie Mers, director of the Molly Bish Center in Forensic Criminology at Anna Maria College, was appointed by Char- Governor Charlie Baker to the Forensic Science Oversight Board, which reviewed the f- Bill 1595. This bill opens up another avenue in these used on these old unresolved cases where no leads or databases have established a subset, a suspect. Forensic labs cannot run familial DNA because it is not in the state statute. The bill would open up this pathway for testing. 
While this testing capability could provide meaningful answers for law enforcement and victims' families, Dr. Mers described the importance of this highly regarded system, which is also outlined in the bill. Dr. Mears said that running this bill, 1595, could only be used as a last resort for violent, unresolved crimes only after searches for direct DNA matches have already been run through four indices in CODIS. Once familiar DNA narrows down a suspect, prosecutors must still establish probable cause through means, motive, and opportunity to use the name and seek an indictment. Dr. Merce said, that's a beauty of what we're trying to do. A. Educate people. B. Bring in this robust technology under very prescribed conditions. And C. Protects public safety. So, I thought this, um, this, this disappearance case was interesting because it's a case I've, I've never heard about. Um, but... I really hope that um, this family does get justice sometime, sometime, someday. And I'm glad they decided that um, they decided to do something and help. And hopefully this bill get passed, Bill 1595. Um, that was the most recent information I found on this bill. So hopefully it gets passed in every single state. Because um, I only know it's in 14 states as of now. But who knows? Maybe um, this familial DNA or Bill 1595, as it's called, will get passed and it'll help. So um, that is the disappearance and unfortunate murder. But also um, a bill, a helpful bill, Bill 1595, that got passed. So... I hope to see you guys with another interesting episode next week. Bye!